I'm Sarah Lippman. Welcome to Torati Mechanach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. Today we will be learning Divrei Hayamim, Chronicles, Volume 1, Chapter 24. In Chapter 23, we learned of the organization of the families of Livium into 24 Mishmaros, duty shifts, for their service in the Beis HaMikdash, the Holy Temple. Here in Chapter 24, we turn to the organization of the families of the Kohanim into their 24 Mishmaros. And for the sons of Aharon, their divisions, the sons of Aharon were Nadav, Avihu, Elazar, and Isamar. Nadav and Avihu died before their father, and they had no sons, and Elazar and Isamar served as Kohanim. David, with Tzadok from the sons of Elazar, and Achimelech from the sons of Isamar, divided them into their orders for their service. And the sons of Elazar were found to be more numerous by the count of men than the sons of Isamar, so they divided them to the sons of Elazar sixteen heads of families, and to the sons of Isamar eight heads of families. So when David was organizing all of the avoda, the service, into twenty-four synchronized shifts of Kohanim, Levim, and Israelites, he brought the number of families of the Kohanim up to twenty-four by subdividing the descendants of Elazar into sixteen units. The Talmud Yerushalmi in Tainus explains. Shmona Mishmaros Kahuna Ha'amid Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu established eight divisions of Kohanim, four from the family of Elazar and four from the family of Isamar. Later, because there were so many descendants that they could not each get a fair turn to serve in the Beis Hamikdash, David and Shmuel increased the number of divisions to sixteen by subdividing Elazar's family into eight shifts and Isamar's family into eight shifts instead of the original four each. This first revision of the Mishmaros of the Kohanim was part of David and Shmuel's early planning and design for the Beis HaMikdash. Finally now, just before David's death, while he was organizing Jewish life around parallel shifts of 24 divisions each, David brought the 16 divisions of Kohanim up to 24 by adding another eight to Elazar's larger family, thus subdividing the descendants of Elazar into 16 divisions plus Isamar's eight, making twenty-four. Verse five, begoralos, and they divided them by lots, ele im ele, these with these, ki hayu sari kodesh v'sari ha'elokim mibnei Elazar uvivnei Isamar. For there were saintly and godly men from the sons of Elazar and among the sons of Isamar. What is the goral, the lottery that's being drawn here? This was to determine in which order the divisions would serve. Thus, for example, in verse 7, The first lot came out for the family of Yehoyariv. They would serve the first week of a 24-week cycle. And to Yedayah, the second. The family of Yedayah would serve the second week of the 24-week rotation. And so on. In verses 5 through 19, we're being given a backstage view of the process of assigning each duty shift to a place on the yearly calendar. They divided them by lots, these against those. So, why the lottery? There were holy and godly officers from both the sons of Elazar and the sons of Isamar. Radzak clarifies, no preference was shown to one family over the other. All were equally holy and godly people. So however the lots were drawn, that was their order. But what does it mean that the Kohanim were Sare Kodesh, 
officers, or princes of holiness. The Vilna Gaon says, Hainu bali ruach hakodesh. Being sari kodesh means they had ruach hakodesh, a level of prophetic inspiration because of their holy lifestyle. And what does sare ha'elokim, officers of God, mean? It means, says the Vilna Gaon, that they were from the tribe of Levi, who have no land territory. Hashem hu nachalaso, God is their homeland. So they are officers or princes of God. He is the country they represent. Verse 6. The Midrash in Vayikra Rabbah teaches, Rabbi Yehoshua bar Nachmani read this verse on a whole different level. And Shemaya wrote them. This is a reference to Moshe Rabbeinu. Why is he called Shemaya? Literally, God heard, because God heard his prayers. Son of Nisanel, Moshe was the son to whom God gave Natan El the Torah, directly from his hand, so to speak. Hasofer, the scribe, Moshe was the original scribe of Israel. Of the Levites, he was from the tribe of Levi. Before the king and the officers, Lifnei Melech Malchei Hamlachim Dino. Moshe transcribed the original Torah scroll in the presence of God, the King of Kings, and his court of angels. And Sadok, literally righteous, the Kohen, a reference to Aharon, the Kohen, Moshe's brother, Va'achimelech, who was literally brother of the king, meaning Moshe, Ben Evyasar, son of the father, God, who was convinced by Moshe to let go of his claim against the Jewish nation for the sin of the golden calf. This is a beautiful reading, but what's the relevance of saying that Shemaiah, the man who wrote the family names of the Kohanim onto the lots for the divisions, is a reference to Moshe Rabbeinu? Rav Moshe Eisman, in his commentary to the art scroll Diver Hayamim, points out that this passage concludes with verse 19. These are their appointments to their service to come to the house of God according to the law set by their forefather Aharon, as God commanded him. In other words, although David was expanding the number of different divisions in the rotation, the basic system dated back to the time of Moshe, God's scribe, and Aharon, the first Kohen. Let's read a few excerpts from the Rambam's description in Klihamikdash Vehaovdimbo. The Kohanim were set aside from the Levites as a whole to perform the avoda, the offerings in the temple. As the verse states in Divrei Hayamim, and Aharon was set apart to sanctify him as holy of holies. It is a positive commandment to distinguish the Kohanim, the priests, to see them as holy, to prepare them for the offerings. It's required for every Jewish person to show respect and honor to Kohanim by giving them priority in every matter of holiness, to allow them to read the Torah first, to recite the blessings first, to take a portion first. I'll just interject. These halachos are what we do today. Kohanim get the first aliyah to the Torah at every Torah reading. If there is a Kohen at the table, we ask him to lead the benching, the grace after the meals. Even if that Kohen is just a young bar mitzvah boy and there are scholars or older people at the table. We also serve a Kohen first at meals. Back to the Rambam. Moshe divided the Kohanim into eight mishmaros, eight watches, four from Elazar and four from Isamar. This continued until the days of Shmuel the prophet. At that time, he and David HaMelech divided them into 24 watches. For each watch, there was one who served as a leader. A watch would ascend to Jerusalem to serve for the entire week. They would switch on Shabbos. 
the previous watch would depart and the one which follows would come in. This cycle would continue for 24 weeks and then they would start again. It is a mitzvah, a positive commandment for all watches to share equal status during Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, the pilgrimage festivals. Any one of the Kohanim who comes during the festivals and desires to serve in the temple may serve and receive a portion of the offerings. We do not tell him, go and wait until it is your turn. Every holiday is his turn. The head of every watch divides his watch into family clans so that the Kohanim in each group will serve on one of the days of the week, one on one day, another on the next, and another on the next. Each of the family groups had a head who was appointed over it. Having enumerated the 24 Mishmaros of the Kohanim, verses 20 to 31 return to the subject of the greater tribe of Levi. The division of the tribe of Levi for their wide range of service began in chapter 23. Here at the end of chapter 24, Divra Hayamim tells us about changes to the Mishmaros of the Levite families, Kahas and Merari, in the next few generations following David's initial organization that was described in chapter 23. Verse 31, goralos, And they too drew lots, Leumas Achehem b'nei Aharon, corresponding to their brethren, the sons of Aharon, the Kohanim. Malbim explains that this next set of lots was drawn to determine which Mishmar of the Levium would be assigned to serve together with which Mishmar of the Kohanim. Avos Harosh Leumas Achiv HaKatan. Radak reads this differently, the most important of the leaders corresponding to his youngest brother. Thus, no preference was given to birth order or status. Instead, lots were cast, as they had been for the Kohanim, whether older or younger, greater or less important, teacher or student. Yet again, Devre Hayamim is steering us away from superficial judgments or privilege. In fact, this chapter teaches an even more astonishing example of power and privilege, not as they seem. You will recall that verse 5 introduced us to the idea that the order of the Mishmaros, the duty shifts, was assigned by a lottery, Ki hayu sare kodesh v'sare ha'elokim mibnei Elazar u'bivnei samar, because there were holy and godly officers from both the descendants of Elazar and of Isamar. Based on the use of the term Sare Kodesh in Yeshaya, the Midrash in Shir Hashirim Rabbah understands Sare Kodesh here to mean actual malachim, angels of divine force, holy officers, and Sare HaElohim to mean the Jewish people as a whole, as is indicated by the name Yisrael, literally the Tsar, officer, or prince of Kael, God. Thus, the Midrashic reading of this clause is, And God divided the control over their fate, Ela im Ela, these with those, correspondingly. Their actions are intertwined. Ki hayu sari kodesh elokim. The angels and the Jewish people, both are equally capable of being messengers to fulfill God's will in the world. The Medrash here is understanding the word sar most literally as a conjugate of the root sarar, to rule, someone who gives orders and can expect them to be followed. The Medrash therefore reads this verse as saying that tzaddikim, righteous people, have power over the spiritual worlds as much or more as they have power in the lower spheres. Rav Victor Nebensal, the rabbi of the old city of Jerusalem, says something similar in explaining Yaakov's prophetic dream about the ladder with its feet on the ground, its head in the heavens, and Malachim, angels, ascending and descending upon it. 
says Rav Nebensal. This ladder represents Yaakov himself. His feet are on the ground. He learns Torah, he does mitzvot, he walks an earthly life. Yet his head reaches the very heavens. His movements below impact the highest planes of the spiritual worlds, and the malachim, the angels, the emissaries tasked with actualizing God's will upon the physical world, olim v'yordim bo, rise and fall with Yaakov. What Yaakov does, walking in this world, impacts those angels on high. And it isn't only Yaakov, continues Rav Nebensal, it's Yaakov and all his children. Every one of us is that ladder, walking with our feet on the ground, acting in small ways, mundane ways, and yet our heads can be in the heavenly spheres, affecting change, moving worlds, directing malachim. Now there's something to think about. Thank you for learning together with me, Le'ilu Nishmas Rose Foreman, Rachel Rachel Bas Aryeleib, and Rachel Zeitlin.